Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 34. Christ comes again with holy power to lift our blinded eyes to see. The sick are healed, the sinner blessed, as on that eve in Galilee. Hymn 34. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is the ever-present Christ. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible, Daniel, 
In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Luke, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the child grew, 
and wax strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Matthew. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Christ, the divine manifestation of God, which comes to the flesh to destroy incarnate error, The Christ was the Spirit, which Jesus implied in his own statements, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I and my Father are one. This Christ, or divinity of the man Jesus, was his divine nature, the godliness which animated him. Divine truth, life, and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness, and death. His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Jesus gave his disciples, students, power over all manner of diseases, and the Bible was written in order that all peoples in all ages should have the same opportunity to become students of the Christ's truth and thus become God-endued with power, knowledge of divine law, and with signs following. Jesus declared that his teaching and practice would remain even as it did for them also which shall believe on me through their word. We see Jesus ministering to the spiritual needs of all who place themselves under his care, always leading them into the divine order 
under the sway of his own perfect understanding. His power over others was spiritual, not corporeal. To the students whom he had chosen, his immortal teaching was the bread of life. When he was with them, a fishing boat became a sanctuary, and the solitude was peopled with holy messages from the All-Father. The grove became his classroom, and nature's haunts were the Messiah's university. What has this hillside priest, this seaside teacher, done for the human race? Ask, rather, what he has not done. His holy humility, unworldliness, and self-abandonment wrought infinite results. Meekly we kneel at our master's feet for even a crumb that falleth from his table. We are hungry for love, for the white-winged charity that heals and saves. We are tired of theoretic husks, as tired as was the prodigal son of the caribs which he shared with the swine to whom he fed that wholesome but unattractive food. Like him, we would find our father's house again, the perfect and eternal principle of man. We thirst for inspiring wine from the vine which our father tends. We crave the privilege of saying to the sick when their feebleness calls for help, rise and walk. We rejoice to say in the spirit of our master, stretch forth thy hand and be whole. When the Pharisees saw Jesus do such deeds of mercy, they went away and took counsel how they might remove him. The antagonistic spirit of evil is still abroad, but the greater spirit of Christ is also abroad, risen from the grave clothes of tradition and the cave of ignorance. Let the sentinels of Zion's watchtowers shout once again, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. In different ages, the divine idea assumes different forms according to humanity's needs. In this age, it assumes, more intelligently than ever before, the form of Christian healing. This is the babe we are to cherish. This is the babe that twines its loving arms about the neck of omnipotence and calls forth infinite care from his loving heart. The star that looked lovingly down on the manger of our Lord lends its resplendent light to this hour, the light of truth, to cheer, guide, and bless man as he reaches forth for the infant idea of divine perfection dawning upon human imperfection that calms man's fears, bears his burdens, beckons him onto truth and love, and the sweet immunity these bring from sin, sickness, and death. This polar star, fixed in the heavens of divine science, shall be the sign of his appearing 
who healeth all our diseases. It hath traversed night, wading through darkness and gloom, on to glory. It doth meet the antagonism of error, addressing to dull ears and undisciplined beliefs words of truth and life. The scripture, Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many, is literally fulfilled. When we are conscious of the supremacy of truth, by which the nothingness of error is seen, and we know that the nothingness of error is in proportion to its wickedness. He that touches the hem of Christ's robe and masters his mortal beliefs, animality and hate, rejoices in the proof of healing in a sweet and certain sense that God is love. The Christ is here, has come to individual consciousness, and the faithful disciple rejoices in prophecy fulfilled. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 96. He stood of old, the holy Christ, amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong. That healing gift God gives to them who use it in his name. The power that filled the garment's hem is evermore the same. Hymn number 96.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is through our various websites. Many of those are in other languages. And as a result, God's word reaches people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. We're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. We'd like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have much to offer. There's actually quite a lot of material there, all of which is inspiring and healing. And it comes with the love of this church, and it is also free of charge. <clears throat> I would like to point out one article that's featured on our English website. It's entitled, Mary, by Martha Wilcox. It's a wonderful article. I highly recommend it for reading and studying. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 a.m. We also have a, a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school uh, goes out by a teleconference as well. Many of the students do attend by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And we would love to welcome your child there. Got a couple more announcements before we go on. Uh, day after tomorrow is Friday, the 24th of December, Christmas Eve. And we will be having our annual Christmas Eve program. And uh, the music starts at 8 o'clock. The program itself starts at 8.15. And all are welcome. We're going to have a lot of beautiful music, some inspired readings, and it's just a holy time together. And also I'd like to remind everybody that on Saturday, which happens to be Christmas Day, we will have our Unity Watch, as we typically do every Saturday. So join us for the Unity Watch Saturday evening, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. <clears throat> I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
Now, everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we uh, kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the chance to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and for all I am learning here. Not, longer, long, not long after I first arrived here, my practitioner noticed I was acting protective in some manner, and she let me know that in science we don't rely on anything but God for our protection. I feel I might have thought, like Peter in The Chosen, that I was here to be a bodyguard or something. And I actually didn't put that... I put that thought together until writing this, but it made me laugh. Anyway, over the years, I have prayed about this as I've been learning more about Christian science. She has also since told me that the best protection for my kids and myself and the world is for me to just listen to God and faithfully do my work. At the same time during these past years, I've witnessed a few people act as though they were personally responsible to protect the church or the cause of Christian science itself, convincing themselves that no one beside them knew what was right. And each time, if they were unable to get past their pride, that person chose to leave. Because of all this, I've realized in the last year or so that there's only one person I need to protect the church and its members from, and that is me. More specifically, that false view of myself that is brought on by wrong thinking and generally makes a mess of things. It's become clear that if I do that, then I can at least begin to be ready to be used by God each day. Being here in Plainfield, doing this work for God and man mankind brings me such joy. I'm so thankful to have found my place and purpose here. So I'm grateful tonight for Christian science and practitioner support and all this church offers, which has helped me to lay down those tools in my old existence and take up all I need to be what God created me to be, and all I need to have my thought right to do this work. These years in this church have been a renewal, which has made my life one worth living. Thank you. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for those wonderful readings, Elizabeth. <clears throat> I am so grateful tonight for Christian Science. We heard in the last citation of tonight's readings, quote, the Christ is here, has come to individual consciousness, and the faithful disciple rejoices in prophecy fulfilled. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, unquote. During this Christmas season, many are celebrating the birth of the child Jesus. But we as Christian scientists are celebrating not only the birth of Jesus, but also the personal appearing of the Christ truth that Jesus expressed. 
We are also aware at this time of the impersonal appearing of the Christ through the other Mary, Mary Baker Eddy, for she too fulfilled prophecy. The promise that Jesus made that he would send another comforter in his name that would repeat the works that he did, saying, quote, And greater works than these shall ye do, for I go unto my Father, unquote. Her discovery of the Christ truth brought forth Christian science, or as she put it in our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, quote, the divine laws of life, truth, and love, unquote. Christian science has brought so many blessings into my life. Through its teachings, my life has been saved, and maybe even more times than, I'm, than I even am, am are aware. It has comforted me in times of sorrow, healed me in times of sickness, humbled me in times that I thought I was in charge, instead of my Father, Mother, God, guided me when I did not know which way to turn, taught me and continues to teach me who I am as the image and likeness of God. I am so grateful that God led me to Plainfield Church, where I have been learning how to be a better example of what it means to be a Christian scientist. Through the support of my practitioner, the church website with its roundtables, Bible studies, and church services, we are taught Christian science as our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, taught her followers, and who left us so many gems by way of articles that can be found for free on the church's website, and books to help all seekers of this Christ truth put it into daily practice. I am so grateful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Luba. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so very much for tonight's reading. Recently, I was experiencing bodily symptoms and called my practitioner, and she said not to focus on this but to look toward working toward helping others and for the world. This has been of so much help to me and has brought healing. It takes away the fear of disease. In Science and Health, page 261, Mrs. Eddy says, Hold thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to their occupancy of your thoughts. I have learned that this is the truth. Also recently, at the grocery store, a woman insisted on paying for my groceries. As I thanked her, I realized there truly is so much good going on in this world and that I wanted to be a part of the giving. Thank you so very much. So happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Ingrid. Ingrid from California. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you so much always for this beautiful prayer gathering. I want to express my gratitude of a beautiful gift I've been given uh, by the teachings of Christian science about Christmas. It just freed me 
from all the false teachings and materialistic teachings that I had been known since a little girl um, and and just made it such a meaningful, free, wonderful time, actually better than any month, quieter and more peaceful and more prayer than any month of the year when before it was just full of worldly stuff and more materialism and uh, just more noise and uh, more songs that have no meaning and no godliness. It was just, what a change is just the opposite, and I'm so grateful for that, especially for the um, article from Mary Baker Eddy, What Christmas Means to Me. And I just read this because it has blessed my life for many decades. So wonderfully, I hope it uh, will do for others out there. When she talks about um, what we have in this Christmas time, it talks about human doctrines or hypotheses or vague, vague human philosophy for little divine effulgence deific present or power. Christmas to me is a reminder of God's great gift, God's spiritual idea, man and the universe, a gift which so transcends mortal material, sensual giving, that the merriment, mad ambition, rivalry, and ritual of our common Christmas seen a human mockery in mimicry of the real worship in commemoration of Christ's coming. And this is what it brought to me uh, so beautifully. It says, I love to observe Christmas in quietude, humility, benevolence, charity, letting goodwill towards man, eloquent silence, prayer, and praise. Uh, I'm sorry, and praise express my conception of truth appearance. The, the splendor of this nativity of Christ reveals infinite meanings and gives manifold blessings. Material gifts and pastimes tend to obliterate the spiritual idea and consciousness, leaving one alone and without God's glory. And what a wonderful teaching uh, because it's practice and following this is just has changed life of many to a meaningful time. And I'm just so grateful for that. Thank you so much for all your good work. Thank you. Patricia. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Thank you so much for those very beautiful readings. Whenever there was a Thanksgiving or Christmas family meal, my mother would always include one or two guests. One time, right in the middle of the meal, mother quietly left the table and was gone a while. Knowing that this was most unlike her, since she loved to sit and chat with her family and friends, I quietly got up and went to look for her. I found her in the back room, choking and gasping for breath. She could only whisper that she had swallowed a turkey bone, and she motioned frantically, pointing to her back. 
you brought us up as children to pound someone on the back repeatedly in such instances. I was a new Christian scientist, and I didn't like that form of treatment, but I obeyed. And I considered it more of an instruction to pray and pound the error in my thought out of existence, replacing it with God's presence. But it seemed like an eternity that she didn't have a proper breath. She motioned to me finally to stop pounding, so I did stop. But I continued praying, and at one point I said loudly to her, In God we live and move and have our breathing. Now, she knew the original Bible phrase very well from the book of Acts and was very startled that I had changed the last word in from God we have our being to in God we have our breathing. That was something I'd learned to do from a Wednesday testimony meeting. She was so startled that she gasped with mouth wide open and stopped coughing and choking to think about the thing. Although I was expecting a resolution to the problem, I was simply amazed to see what happened. I had a profile view, and I could see that without our effort of any pounding or coughing, she just opened her mouth, and the bone just came flying out with great force and speed. Mom exclaimed, Oh, I'm so grateful it was you who came to help because you're the only one in the family who prays, and boy, did I need prayer. I felt like I was going to die soon. And, you know, it was actually her way of thanking Christian science because initially she'd been quite opposed to my becoming a Christian scientist. But from that point onwards, she was more accepting of my being at this church. My thanks to God for his great gift of Jesus, amazing example, and for leading me to Christian science and to a wonderful Plainfield Church, which so freely shares its copious amount of gifts of healing truth. Thank you. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead. I'm so grateful for the testimony tonight and uh, for the reading and for the hymn. My remarks tonight is about the practitioners. Um, I'm very grateful for the practitioner, Miss Very Beth, and for Florence for the diligence, the connect. They are always connected, you know, practitioners are connected to the mind, and the mind knows where we are. Like I say, last year or the year prior, I encountered science and health when I was a young person in a foreign country in South America. There was a lot of opposition for my mother for the book. But I kept the book to the travels around the world. And every time when I would be in trouble, I would read like the previous testifiers. And God will bring and move and have for being. And you can use different synonyms and insert it in the situation the mortal mind got also confronted. It's an encounter 
the New Jersey independence. I was doing the enjoy so much round table. The testimony meeting was my fruitage and the Sunday was just the heaven on earth. Something happened, they had the part against my will. And my life it has become a nightmare. And I've been, been trying. My pride didn't let me to get straight to the practitioner. I was almost thinking about living this life because I see Nestor so gentle and that was pre-nailed um, and thought in, in a situation that happened and I read it in the website and that saved my life. That Sinestor was in the bottom of the pool. That Sinestor voice was extremely tremendous aggression and Mr. Bruce I talk about it. So I start fighting this, and I say, I'm going to find Miss Florence. I call one of my Christian scientist friends that he's listening tonight. And he said, I'm going to find Miss Florence in, in Atlanta so she can find Miss Beth. Soon I talk to her. The only things I can remember of the second conversation was keep your joy and stay with us. I'm so grateful for practitioners. I'm so grateful for the independent Christian scientists. It's nothing like this. The joy to have a practitioner to tell you keep your joy. That's what the Father and Mother God want us, to keep our joy. Like the other testifiers, people celebrate Christmas, but the Christian scientists we know well, we celebrate every single day of our life. Christ, the truth, and the teachings of Independent Church, New Jersey, is what Mary Baker wanted to be, like the first testifier. How blessed his children, him, everything. And when a blessed one, a blessed all, practitioners are so important. I'm so grateful to be under the umbrella my practitioner, Miss Beth, who I love so much, and she loves me. I'm so grateful for all of you, my brothers and sisters, and my brothers and sisters around the world, that we find this truth, that set us free, and I get to keep, keep my joy and keep praying and working hard to know them, the image and likeness of God. Thank you for your reading tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude for the many lessons I have been learning by attending here and using step-by-step step the practical teaching. One of the very first lessons that I needed to learn was the importance of independent thinking and practicing it. One of the most beautiful qualities at this church Many things would get in the way, such as fear, self-doubt, trying to make others happy, avoiding conflict, uh, uh, 
wanting to avoid it, etc. This was keeping me from a connection with God and learning more about this science. Another important lesson I learned about independent thinking is if you're not being independent, you're, fall, you're under a contagious thought. And Ms. Zetti has an article, and it's on our website, on Contagion, that speaks about this. And I remember coming across a quote by Bicknell Young, who said one of the most important things is to think alone with God. I was uh, worked step-by-step uh, step with the practitioner here in learning uh, how to stand for what was right and putting God in the middle of my relationships. Uh, previously, by allowing others to uh, take me this way and that way, uh, I was not making good decisions. I was learning to take stands and, and stand for what was right, and during this uh, time I started to gain moral strength and put God first, and each step that was needed was given to me. This has been a life-saving and life-changing healing. And the farther I get away from human domination, I feel freer and have dominion with God. And words cannot express how important having a covenant and having a purpose has helped in this. And I can't even imagine going back and I'm so grateful for my practitioner's work, for our God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker, who, Eddie, who gave us the science so that we could be independent thinkers. And I'm grateful for all the independent thinkers all over the world, from the past till now, and for this church. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Gary. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for those fine readings, suitable for the occasion and the season. I'm so grateful to be learning that Christian science heals, that God heals. I was uh, reminded recently of an experience I had, uh, actually quite a while ago now. Um, late one evening, I suddenly became uh, came down with nausea and diarrhea and was spending quite a bit of time in the bathroom and as I was sitting there in some pain, I prayed to God and I asked God what it was that I needed to know. And as I was praying and listening, some thoughts came to me that I had been taught by a fine practitioner in this church. One was that God doesn't send this kind of condition, and I don't have to have it, and neither does anybody else have to have it. And another uh, statement from our textbook by Mary Baker Eddy came to me, and that statement says, resist evil, error of every sort, and it will flee from you. And I thought, what greater hope could anybody ever have? Well, I soon found myself 
mentally stamping my foot and saying, no, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to sit here this way. I'm going to demand that I be free because God made me free in his image and likeness. Well, I got more and more enthused along this line and got louder and louder in my mind arguing the truth against what this seemed to be doing to me. Well, after a couple minutes, the pain started to dissipate and I felt much better. Uh, I was able to sleep that night and in the, and in the morning I was, I was much, much better um, and peaceful. And that morning as I uh, was talking to a Christian science practitioner about the experience and asking for help, the practitioner assured me that I could never, ever be separated from the love of God. And that was the crowning, the crowning blow to, to that condition. I was totally healed and completely free, and that condition did not return again. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and giving to the world this tremendous way of life, this science that works. My wife mentioned to me recently that someone wrote, there's a whole generation of people in the world who are learning to turn to God for help. And why not? That should be the progression of human progress today. We have Christian science, the true science of health. So I am so grateful for this experience, for what I'm learning here in Christian science. And thank you again for the readings and the fine music tonight. It's great to be with you all. Thank you. Lil. Thank you so much for those wonderful readings and the beautiful music. We learn here to see all the good in everything. I'm grateful for a fall I had a while ago that woke me up to get back to God. I went to a store but couldn't find what I needed anywhere and left annoyed. In the parking lot, I tripped over a rise in the pavement and fell down and got right up with only a few scratches on my hands. It came to me so clearly that my annoyance separated me from God. I was so grateful for this wake-up call and thanked God for caring for me and asked him where I should go, which obviously I had not done. I got the thought where to go, I went and got what I needed and kept thanking God. I thank God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this healing way of life, Christian Science. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. 
I offer my gratitude this evening for all the things I am learning at this independent church, practitioner support at all the church classes, services, and activities based on the Bible and Mary Baker and his writings. Some time ago, I had a healing of a sore leg for which I was most grateful. And not long ago, another discomfort would come and go at certain times of the day with the same leg. It wasn't until I worked with the idea of no reversal that all this stopped. Vigno Young writes about this important topic and along with other early writers brings out the fact that the early reversal that can take place is a reversal of error. God's work cannot be reversed. <clears throat> Along with this, Mr. Young suggested reading the end of chapter 22 in the book of Job. Here's some of it. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. There is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. He shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness of thy hands. Nowhere else is there such fine teaching that leads us into all truth that saves us. I offer my humble gratitude. Thank you. Craig. I want to give <clears throat> gratitude. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, for their <clears throat> ever-present spirit. And it, uh, it is so important and so attuned to what everybody everywhere has wanted and and still wants, and Christmas is just the uh, yeah, many people's highest idea of it. But it's always is here with us, and it always will be. But uh, its highest expression we've seen through uh, Christ Jesus, and then continually through Mary Baker Eddy and her wonderful workers. It's tremendous. And I, I want to give gratitude because uh, now that we can have it, uh, other people can, through us can see glimpses of it through practitioners and the workers here and workers that work with us everywhere. And that uh, I feel like you probably have heard it, but Christmas is what we've been doing every day. I love uh, Hymn 170 because uh, it's hot here that every morning I should wake up singing and uh, I sing hymns and when I do that and I don't get up until I feel really refreshed I believe that that's my beginning of Christmas every day because I feel like that ever-present spirit is right there ready for me to walk with and do the right thing and know, know the right thing to do so I get God's directions and go forward it means so much. And through our teachings, we've had so many 
got places and places where we can have, we've had great experiences of helping other people. I, um, it just makes me tear to remember when I went and spoke to my grandmother who was, uh, thought she was dying, or she was, and uh, I told her that God wanted to show her how much he loved her. She's got a perfect child. And she miraculously, I had supported a practitioner, uh, got stronger day by day, threw away her walker, threw her cane, and just whenever she saw anyone, she'd say, see, this is how much God loves me. <laughs> um, just the moments like that in my life have made my life worthwhile. And other people... Uh, and, and that we should all know that the ever present spirit is everywhere with us all the time, and that it deserves the highest honor. Because even when people think that we're wrong, we've been listening to God, we're right. And, and standing with that, they will see it. We should never, um, <clears throat> never feel less than, less than right and good and able because of Christian science. Because if I, uh, something's right to do, God's going to make sure we know it. And, and <clears throat> so I thank God for this continuity he's put in my life to always know what to do and, and where to be and the strength to stand with it. And Mary Baker Eddy, thank you. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Elizabeth, thank you very much for the beautiful readings. I liked in page 569 of Science and Health where it read the scripture, Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. It's literally fulfilled when we are conscious of the supremacy of truth by which the nothingness of error is seen. And we know that the nothingness of error is in proportion to its wickedness. I love this and I'm so grateful for it because I have learned to put the supremacy of truth. It's saying faithful, full of faith in this supremacy of truth. And if we keep that in front of us, I cannot tell you how much it makes everything else that comes little to nothing. And in insisting in this truth of supremacy of truth, God, everything else does not compare. It's nowhere to be found. I am so grateful for learning to trust this, to keep the supremacy, to have faith in it. Supreme, if we don't know, it means the highest in rank, in authority, final, ultimate, nothing else comes along with it. It's on its own, and God is supreme. I am so grateful for Mrs. Eddy for insisting on this. In all her readings, in most of her readings, you will see how she says God is all, God's allness, God, 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 as what we should keep in front of us. This way, all the errors that come we, we look at them, compare them, and we see the nothingness of every one of them. So grateful for God, grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, first, of course, 
and everyone who has done their best to keep Christian science going no matter what. Because this is where the truth of our existence is revealed. I never knew who I was until Christian science showed me. It showed me God, and this way I found who I am. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you, God, for the music, the, um, the prelude, and for everything that others have shared tonight. So grateful to be here and so grateful for God. Amen. Thank you. Mary. Hey, I have a few notes to read tonight. First, a Christmas note from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Dearest, sweetest Plainfield Church, thank you does not convey the depth of my gratitude and loving feelings for all that you do. The church to me represents the golden thread embracing the world with Christ's Christianity. Have, and then a quote from Mrs. Eddy, have a feast of soul and a famine of sense. End quote. This holiday season. Love to you all. And then Illinois. It's a quote that, from Science and Health. Mortal mind is the worst foe of the body, while divine mind is, is its best friend. So grateful that that God's grace is sufficient and that we always receive our daily bread from him. And then Missouri. I loved hearing the discussion during this past Sunday's roundtable, December 19th, about having no limitations about ourselves and the fascinating story shared about a woman at the age of 103 years young who was apparently in search of someone in her home and was seen on a camera accomplishing something that was highly unusual for her at the time due, due to the claim of limited mobility. With her desire to find the person for whom she was searching firmly in her mind, she was able to leave her walker at the top of the stairs, descend the, the steep stairs, look around the living room, walk back up, up on the stairs, and return to her bedroom with no assistance and walk, walking normally without her walker. This brought to mind Mrs. Eddy's account on page 261 of Science and Health about the noted actor who was, quote, so lame that he hobbled every day to the theater and sat aching in his chair till his cue was spoken, end quote. At that point, he became oblivious of physical infirmity and walked about as actively as the youngest member of the company. Mrs. Eddy states that he was under the strong impulse of desire to perform his part. Her explanation of this account, which was also proven in the story about the woman mentioned above, states, quote, If one turns away from the body with such absorbed interest as to forget it, the body experiences no pain, end quote. Thank you to all of those who shared during yet another enlightening roundtable. And then this is, just in case you ever think your testimonies aren't appreciated, uh, this was written after our testimony meeting last week. I think this person is in Ohio. She says, it was so good to spend about two hours with the Holy Spirit tonight. I played your Wednesday service two times. I took in a lot of ideas Let's see, about making assumptions, the Mark Twain quote, replacing past with the truth, um, 
Two, two kind deeds done reminded me of Mrs. Eddy seeing sinless humanity. Growing out of negativity to now helping people in a pottery shop. I can really relate to the need to get out of negativity. And then checking thought every hour. Put God first and he will take care of you. God made man satisfied. God guiding versus human do-goody. That's me and that's a lesson I must learn. Love your enemies article. Yes, I've been thinking that I recently need to, to read it again. Why I'm always taking offense. Yes, I am going to study it. So related to thinking I had been hurt in the past by violence, etc., I was glad to hear that because I need to correct that too. I really liked hearing about Clara Barton and began reading about her on Wikipedia. And I'm going to read the article about Beatitudes by Mrs. Evans, the thought about the Christ going before us when driving, and patient with Jesus, and to be patient with ourselves. Loving thanks for all you do. Thank you, thank you, with love. And then a testimony from England. I'll have to shorten it. It's a bit long, but anyway, she starts out. Many thanks for the wonderful round table on December 19th. The discussion about the weather has led me to write a testimony of something that happened to me very recently. The realization of the extent of the healing took some time for me to fully understand. I have been working with the weather in my watches, working with some of the material on the Plainfield website. In particular, this article by Parthens has helped me see how we are deceived into focusing Focus, focusing on bad weather, and it was just about handling weather, and it's on our website. I had also been reading and working with God's Law of Adjustment by Adam Dickey. Wow, what an amazing read. This article assures us this law is ready and able to adjust any situation, but, quote, unless that human consciousness appeals to the divine law, Unless it is willing and ready to lay down its own sense of human will and stop human planning, there is no room for the law of adjustment to operate. End quote. End quote. In short, we must be prepared to put all of our trust in God and not try to override it or work it out ourselves. And then she goes on to say that there was a, a very, very bad storm where she lived in England and... Uh, she was praying about whether to go out and take her dogs out, and she decided it was the right idea to do that. And then she did. And even though the wind was very wild and the storm was very bad, and everything worked out beautifully um, and, and harmoniously, she was thinking about the quotes that I had just read. And um, not only happened once, it happened twice, where she was totally protected by the storm. And in the morning, she found out about a lot of damage that was done in the area and that thousands of people were out of electricity, but where she lived was totally protected. And she does uh, attribute it to the prayer that she was earnestly doing at the time. And she says, I'm so incredibly grateful for Christian science and for what we are learning here at Plainfield for your wonderful web website. I print out as many articles as possible in case the internet is ever unavailable and keep them in my handbag in various winter coat pockets. I am so grateful for God's protection and adjustment in times of need 
and I am so very, very grateful to have been given the tools to access that. Wishing a wonderful, peaceful Christmas filled with joy to all the Plainfield family and so excited about the good that is yet to come in 2022. And this is a testimony from Virginia. This week our family had a dear friend pass on. She was an extraordinary dedicated Christian scientist and it was a heartfelt privilege to have her as a friend. My children have had a challenge uh, through this, but they will be okay and, and lessons are being learned. Today I was quietly listening to some peaceful Christmas music at this holy season, but I was feeling somewhat empty and lonely and knew where I must go to work through this loneliness. I turned on an audio by Martha Wilcox and immediately it was like coming home. I am so grateful the day I was directed to the Plainfield website. This church filled a void in my life and has turned it all around since I became a member. I love the Bible studies and especially the one I listened to today and the round tables always help me in my daily life. Everything to keep us where we need to be, which is close to God. It is all right here on the website and in that wonderful church. Thank you for all the strength and dedication to the cause of Christian science expressed in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. With much love and gratitude. And then finally, this was uh, something found, a comment on our YouTube station. I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We had a big tornado early Saturday morning. That was a couple of weeks ago. I was, work, I was at work at 2.30 a.m. when it hit. We went into the bathrooms for shelter. I kept saying to myself, God governs the weather and will keep us safe. The factory I work in was slightly damaged and no one was hurt. When I got home, my apartment was okay and my little dog was upset, but fine. Thank you, God, for all these blessings. I'm so grateful to get that report. I am deeply grateful for those beautiful readings tonight. It created such a holy atmosphere to be hearing those readings about the Christ, the presence of the Christ that's with us now and always. Um, and, and also the music, those beautiful hymns, was just the right healing message for this evening. And I loved where it was read, and this was from Mrs. Eddy's article, Christmas. And this was also in our watch message last night, where Mrs. Eddy says that the star that looked lovingly down on the manger of our Lord lends its resplendent light to this hour. The light of truth to cheer, guide, and bless man as he reaches forth for the infant idea of divine perfection dawning upon human imperfection that calms man's fears, bears his burdens, beckons him on to truth and love, and the sweet immunity these bring from sin, sickness, and death. And that beautiful thought of the, the sweet immunity is what everyone is seeking right now in various ways, but it is the presence and power of the Christ that gives us that sweet immunity. And the immunity, what is that? It's protection from any kind of evil. The definition is the ability of the body to defend itself from foreign bodies, freedom, exempt from error. 
So this is what the Christ gives to us, that sweet immunity. It is where we find immunity in him if we seek it there. I'm so very grateful for this healing meeting tonight. And I know we at Plainfield all wish you a very happy Christmas. And we hope you all can join us for our Christmas Eve service on Friday night. Be a great time to be all together. We'll see you then. Much love to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, can you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 310. Sing ye joyous children, sing. Glorious is the Christ our King. Truth has come again to earth. Through the lowly Savior's birth, Men and angels anthems raise, hymns of joy and shouts of praise. Hear the angelic song again, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Sing ye joyous children, sing, glorious is the Christ our King. Hymn number 310.